Good morning, church family. We're going to go ahead and begin our worship this morning. Uh, I'm going to invite you, if you feel comfortable, to stand for our first song today. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, oh so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me, and I'll never how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. No, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. So here I am to worship here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. You may be seated. We want to welcome, to, welcome you to worship this morning. Uh, we are so glad that you're able to be here, whether you are worshiping in person with us or if you are worshiping online on our live stream. Uh, we believe that God is going to speak to you this morning through the words of scripture, through worship together as a church family, and we are blessed to be together today. Um, we want to take a moment this morning to uh, let you know that we've, we've had a loss in our family um, as many of you may have heard, uh, Emil Schultz passed away yesterday, uh, and we want to we want to remember uh, the Schultz, uh, the Schutz family in prayer this morning. And so, uh, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our Father in heaven, when uh, when one of us hurts, we all hurt with them. Uh, in loss, in in sorrow, uh, we feel uh, for one another. And and God, this morning we pray for Melanie. We uh, recognize. That, uh, that a loss in the family is uh, a loss to all of us. And so, God, we pray for comfort and we pray for peace. And God, we pray that we can be comfort and peace uh, in, in Melanie's life uh, and in their family's life. If there are ways that we can be a blessing to them, please open our eyes to that. Help us to be your people, your hands and your feet uh, in her life today, tomorrow, and continuing God, we know that, uh, that you have promised um, salvation to those who have put their trust in you. And so, Father, this morning we, we rest in that peace and that confidence. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're worshiping this morning with one thought on our mind, the idea of light, 
uh, light of the world, you stepped down into darkness. Open our eyes, let us see. Those are song, song lyrics that we've sung this morning together. Uh, Kyle's going to be presenting to us this morning uh, about light, and I want us to kind of be thinking about that as we move forward in our service today. Uh, let's go ahead and continue worshiping together. Restore my spirit, Lord, I need restored. My heart is weary, please help me, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from your word. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Revive the fire, Lord, deep in my soul. Stir my desire to work in your fold. Light in my heart, dear God, your zeal grown cold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my courage, Lord, it needs restored. My cup is empty, refill it, dear Lord. Replace all doubts and fear with faith so bold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. There's a line in there, revive the fire. Where there's fire, there is light. And I think that God is calling us this morning to have that fire inside of us so that we can shine as lights in this world. Walking in sunlight all of my journey over the mountains through the deep vale. Jesus has said, I'll never forsake thee. Promise divine that never can fail. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, Flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine. It was around me, shadows above me, never conceal my Savior and guide. He is the light in him is no darkness, ever I'm walking close to his side. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine. In the bright sunlight, ever rejoicing, pressing my way to mansions above. Singing his praises, gladly I'm walking, walking in sunlight, sunlight of love. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine. Now we'll have our scripture reading. morning everybody. Scripture reading this morning is Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16 and I just want to say it's an encouragement for everybody that walked in through the door this morning to be here and to be able to see your faces and not just be on the TV at home but thank you all for who, who are here uh, for being here this morning. I hope that you're encouraged as well. So Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. 
Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning, everyone. I think I'm on. Yep, here we go. Good morning. As Corey said, it is good to be here. It's good to see at least half your faces, and I'm thankful for that. I'm glad that we're able to meet and able to to come together and also just uh, be able to follow the guidelines that have been given to us. So Chris has been uh, starting us off in this new series, kind of going back to the fundamentals, looking at some songs that we have learned uh, at a young age, if you grow up going to uh, Sunday school, um, that just have some fundamental truths that sometimes as we grow older, uh, we, we forget or those truths become clouded. And I've really enjoyed uh, just hearing um, and just reflecting on these songs and, and the truths that they bring. And today we're going to be focusing on one of my favorites growing up, which was This Little Light of Mine. And I wanted just to start off by saying light is found all over in Scripture. Uh, the, the concept of light as a metaphor or uh, functionally what it does, we can see that light is a, a major theme in Scripture. From the very beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was physical light that overcame the darkness. We are told as Christians to walk in the light and not in darkness. So light and darkness are, are compared and contrasted as two very different ways of living. We're told that the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The word of God, metaphorically, is a light to our path. It, it shines on the path and shows us where we should go. And light has several distinguishing characteristics in Scripture. First of all, again, we're told from the very beginning that light comes from God. We're told that it stands in opposition to the darkness. We're told that it's a tool to guide others to God. We're told that it represents the goodness of God. And we're told that it is meant to be seen. Light helps us see. It's meant for us to see things. And so this morning, we're going to be reflecting basically on uh, the, the five verses that I know. I think there's a couple different versions of the song but we're going to sing five verses and just kind of break them down this morning and think about the fundamental truths that we have learned at a young age. So, uh, we're going to sing five verses here, so sing along with me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. All around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. All around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. All around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine all the time, let it shine. Jesus is the light, 
I'm gonna let it shine. Jesus is the light. I'm gonna let it shine. Jesus is the light. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. A simple song with a powerful message. And I don't know about you, but it's just fun to sing uh, those songs that unfortunately we, unfortunately we commonly call them children's songs, but there's no reason that we can't sing them as well. And I want to start with the end. I want to start with the last verse, that Jesus is the light. And uh, as, we look, as we reflect on each verse, I'm just going to have a couple other scriptures um, on the screen to reference um, about each verse and uh, what we can, kind of the fundamental truths that they speak to. So we're told in Scripture in, on several occasions that, that Jesus is the, li- the light, partic- particularly in the, in the Gospel of John. It's one of the I am statements that Jesus is claiming about his divinity and his purpose in the world, that he is the light of the world, and whoever follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So what does it mean what does Jesus mean by saying that he is the light of the world? As we've already seen, light stands in, in contrast to darkness. And, and one of the purposes of, of what Jesus was trying to do was to light a path out of darkness, to overcome the darkness and bring people to the light of God. And if Jesus is the light, then he is the one who lights that path. And we can see very, very clearly in Scripture that he made that claim, that he was the one to bring people to the Father. In fact, as I've been reading through the Gospel of John, that theme comes up over and over again, that he is sent from the Father. If you know the one who has been sent, you will know the one who sent him. He's saying, if you know me, you will know the Father. Jesus is trying to be a light. He's standing in opposition to that darkness. And I think this is more than just a, a cute little metaphor that we can read or sing about. That he, uh, the reality is, this is the truth, that, that Jesus is the light. He is the one who shines in the darkness, the one who overcomes that darkness, the one who lights the way for us. And those who follow him can overcome darkness and find life. In him was life, and that, light, li- that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So, light and life that overcome darkness. This is what it means that Jesus is the life, or is the light. And I just want to say this morning, if you, uh, if you feel like you are struggling, if you feel like there is darkness around you right now. Jesus is the one who will bring light to your life. And sometimes we just need that reminder. Sometimes we need other people to come into our lives and be that light and show us that Jesus is light, that when we put our hope in Him, it has real bearing on our life right now, that Jesus can change our life Right now, not just in the future, not just in heaven, of course we have hope for that, but when we put our trust and our hope in Jesus, things change here and now in our life as well. So now I want to talk about becoming the light. That first verse, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I think talking about Jesus being the light, that's kind of the easy part. Hopefully we can all process and accept that. It's easy to talk about Jesus being the light. But I think it's time to get personal. And that's really what this song does. Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And that's where I want to stop and say, Hold up a minute there, Jesus. You said you were the light. You were the light, not me. People are supposed to see you, not me. 
I'm, I'm supposed to repent, I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to be you know, baptized, do the right thing. How am I the light of the world? If you, know, you said that was your thing. And it seems to me that what Jesus is saying is that there's more to following Him than simply listening to Him or repenting or believing or being baptized or following the rules. There's more to being a disciple of Jesus than just what I have to do in my own little life uh, and how I respond. It seems like He's calling us to take on a part of His mission with Him. If He is the light of the world to shine on the world and overcome the darkness, He's saying, you as well are the lights of the world. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer referred to this idea, calling Christians little Christs, is one way he would refer to Christians, as we are you know, not at all the fullness of who Jesus was, but we are to resemble, we are to follow after who Jesus was. When we are united to Christ, when we are following Jesus, we're expected to continue His ministry by being lights to the world so that others may be led to Him. And this, this command, this expectation, it's found all over Scripture, all over the New Testament. Go and make disciples. Matthew 28. Go and be lights is uh, basically what he's saying. In uh, 2 Corinthians 5, Paul talks about how we uh, have received a ministry of reconciliation, which that is exactly what Jesus was doing. He, and we are to continue that ministry of reconciliation, bringing people who are in the darkness to the light of Christ. Uh, he calls us ambassadors for Christ. In Romans 10, it, uh, Paul asks this question, how will they hear, talking about Gentiles or, or unbelievers, how will they hear without someone to preach to them? We are tasked with this um, ministry, this goal to be a light so that others may overcome the darkness, not through what we do explicitly, but through what Jesus does through us. Christ has given us this responsibility to be lights to the world, and if we really think about it, this is, I think, where it gets personal. If we really think about what it means to be a light, it impacts everything that we do. It should be a consuming concept in our life. It should change. It should dictate the decisions that we make, how we interact with people, maybe even the kind of house or car we choose to buy, where we choose to live in a given city, how we act at school or work. And ultimately, it speaks to our attitude towards life. Will we live a life that's full of light, the light of Jesus, so that anyone who comes into contact with me, anyone who comes into contact with you, will get a glimpse of who Jesus is. Because His light is in us, and it's emanating out of us by what we do, what we say, what we think. But there's more to the song. There's two verses that talk about what kills the light. Hide it under a bushel, which I don't really know what a bushel is, uh, maybe someone can tell me afterwards. Um, and don't let Satan blow it out. And the, the, our scripture reading for this, for this morning speaks to that idea. You know, people don't light a lamp or a candle and put it under a bowl. That's counterintuitive to lighting a lamp. Instead, they place it on its stand and it gives light to the whole house. So though Jesus is the light and the light will always overcome darkness... Our light is not invulnerable to being extinguished. There are really two things that kill um, our light, as the song goes. Hiding it. Hiding the light. Um, again, I don't know what a bushel is, but I know that if you take a candle 
and you take like a glass container or any kind of real container with a seal and you put it over that light, it can't breathe and it slowly goes out. You can watch the candle slowly die. It's a fun experiment to maybe do at home. Light a candle, put a glass over it and you'll watch it. It won't go out like that. It'll slowly die. And then, of course, there are ways in which Satan can have a foothold in our life. And he's trying to blow out our life, our light like a kid at a birthday, uh, trying to blow out his birthday candles. Uh, he tries to find ways to pull us back into the darkness, to extinguish that light. And I, I really want us all to ask ourselves this morning two real questions. One is... How do we hide our light? How do we sometimes perhaps hide it in a way uh, that it's, it can't be seen? And maybe, maybe even why? Why do we sometimes hide that light? Because I think if we are honest with ourselves, I think there are times in which we maybe do intentionally hide our light. And, you know, there are many reasons we could think of, but three come to mind. One is fear. Think very obviously fear. I don't want to be rejected. How will people respond when they see me living a certain way and making certain choices based on uh, my belief in Christ? One might be pride. You know, what will people think of me? Kind of along the same lines, but more thinking about how it might damage our image, our, our reputation. Another might be selfishness. You know, it might, we might say, that's not my job, or that's not my gift. You know, I'm not, I'm not one that really, you know, I'm not good at talking to people about my faith. Um, I have other things that I, I do, you know. I think there's lots of different reasons why we might hide our light at times. And then we can ask ourselves, how does Satan try to extinguish our light? Sometimes we believe the lies. We believe the lies that he whispers, that are whispered around us. Uh, maybe it's because we're trapped in some kind of sin. We believe these lies that I'm not good enough, or even the lie that, you know, that's not my job. I can't, I can't be a light. I can't talk to people about Jesus. I don't know what to say. Sometimes maybe our life doesn't really reflect the light of Jesus because of some of the choices that we're making, and we need to maybe reevaluate that. But I want to, and you know, I, I, I honestly struggle with this too. I, it's, it's hard for me sometimes to have the courage to shine my light in the way that I know the Spirit is urging me. And I want to have the same kind of courage and confidence that Paul had when he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. That's not just a, a statement of Paul's courageous faith. That is a statement of him saying, I will commit to being a light. I'm not ashamed of what might come my way because of how bright I shine. Because I want the glory to go to God. I want salvation to come. I want light to overcome the darkness. And so the, the fourth verse, the last verse that we'll really look at, is this idea of shining the light all around our neighborhood. And of course, you know, our neighborhood is really just descriptive of wherever we are, right? Right? It's not just where we live, it's wherever we go. And uh, Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, he, he finishes up this thought about light by saying, in the same way, in the same way that you would put your light on this stand so that it might be seen, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So I want, I want to kind of challenge us this morning to, to maybe think about some practical ways that we can be light. If we're thinking about shining our light all around the neighborhood, I want to ask you this question first. Do you know your neighbor's names? 
just, I mean, some of you might, you know, kind of live out in the country, but you still have neighbors. Um, if you were to think about the people either that live in close proximity to you or work in close proximity to you, do you know your neighbor's names? Do you know much about their life? Do you look for opportunities to share Jesus with others? Actually look for those opportunities or try to create them. Do you have a discipling relationship with anyone in your life right now? Brothers and sisters, I, I really believe that we are called by Christ to be the light of Christ so that others may see on display in our neighborhoods, in our places of work, when we go to the grocery store, whatever it may be, we shine so that others might see Jesus and glorify our Father. And when we do that, it's an opportunity for others to overcome the darkness. Not, again, because of what we do, but because of what Christ has already done, and we are illuminating that through our own lives, through our own actions and choices. And we're doing it in an intentional way so that others... It, it might spark some kind of conversation. It might develop a relationship with someone that can lead to making disciples. Our light is meant to be seen. <clears throat> and I, I've been more and more convicted that this really is not an optional part of being a follower of Jesus. This is one of the main Tasks. One of the main responsibilities of being a Christian is to go and to make more disciples by letting our light shine. This is what it's all about. And I want to be honest with us this morning. I want to challenge us a little bit, not in a way that is critical, but in a way that is maybe convicting. I honestly think that as a church here in Newburgh, we can do better. I think if we are honest with ourselves, we can say that. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that we're failing. It doesn't mean that we are a failure. It means that we can all do better. That's what it means to grow. That we can do better. We can learn what it means to be a light. We can learn to develop that courage. To trust the Holy Spirit. So that we might shine. <laughs> I grew up, I think, being unintentionally taught that if I, if I can just get my friends to come to church, if I can invite my friends to church, that that will be enough. Someone else will, will take over, and uh, if, they, if, they, if they come enough times, eventually you know, they might become a Christian. If they, if they hear enough sermons, if they meet enough other Christians... You know, that's, that's enough. But then I think about what Jesus did, and that's not really what Jesus did, was it? I mean, sure, he went to the synagogues, he preached, but he didn't just invite people to the local church, to the local synagogue. Paul didn't just invite people. He went out and he developed relationships with people. He got to know people and... He slowly pushed those relationships to be more meaningful, to be deeper, so that the more they saw him, the more people saw Paul or Peter or anyone, the more that they got to know them, the more they got to know Christ. And that's the power of the light. The light overcomes the darkness. That's just a basic property of what light does. So, I say that to say we can't expect our Sunday morning experience to be our primary force of evangelism in our lives or in our church. Not that it's not part of it. Of course it is. But we need to be living it out every day. We need to be living it out intentionally, seeking out opportunities to shine the light into the darkness so that others around will see it. And this is how we grow as individuals, as a church, when we let our lights shine. 
And sometimes it just means we need to be a little more intentional about how we go about doing that. Because when we do, we open up doors that others might see Jesus. That others might have that light come into their life and it will overcome the darkness. So this morning, I hope if you're a person who's typically reluctant to shine for whatever reason, it's my prayer that that you're convicted to open yourself up, to be vulnerable to that process and the challenging task of shining your light. And honestly, I think it takes practice. Um, It's a skill to develop. It's something that does come naturally for some, but not for everyone. It takes intentionality. It takes prayer in our lives. And sometimes it takes failure. But when you allow yourself to open up to, to what the Spirit is urging you to do, it will, you will grow. You will grow. But when your light is hidden, hidden, it suffocates. And your light slowly dies. So I want to leave you all with some homework. I want us to think about some ways, some very specific or practical ways that we might let our light shine. And I want us all to practice them this week, even just one, okay? Even just one of them, or maybe all five. So, here are five things that you should do this week, or try to do. One, get to know one of your neighbors. Um, Maybe you see them outside uh, doing some yard work or something, working on their car. Stop by and have a, a brief conversation with them, even. Get to know them a little bit and be genuine. Another thing uh, you might do is uh, invite a family in your neighborhood or a family that you know with young kids to our upcoming drive boo Let them know what we're doing because these are efforts that our church is doing right now, uh, some of the few things that we can do, to be a light to our community. When you go to the grocery store uh, this week, be intentional about... Uh, being slow when you get there. I don't know about you, but sometimes I go to the grocery store, my head is down, I've got my list, I don't want to talk to anyone, I want to get my stuff, I want to go home. But this week, if you go, be slow. Take some time to say hello. Take some time to thank the person who is being your checkout person and, and thank them by name. You know, Take someone's cart back when they're done unloading, if you want to. Find some ways to be intentionally slow down and start training yourself to look for opportunities to be a light. And maybe one of the best ways, one of the easiest ways, is to practice on your family. Take some time this week as a family. Maybe uh, parents, you, you do this with each of your children, or you do it with each other. Intentionally pray with each other. Share a special time of prayer and maybe even have a conversation about what your family, what you could do as a family to be a light. And finally, uh, another thing you could do practically is find a way to encourage our teachers. Uh, I can't imagine being a teacher right now. Uh, I am very thankful for what they're doing. I would not really want to do it. Um, But take some time to thank them and encourage them because they need to hear it. Pray for them and tell them you are praying for them. Remember that when we take, uh, whenever we, we, we do this, uh, take the opportunity to give glory to God. You know, whenever someone acknowledges us shining our lights, you know, it's not for our glory, as Jesus says, it's for God's. Even a simple, you know, God bless you, uh, can show them that this is why we're doing this. It's not because I wanted, you know, an attaboy or a pat on my back. I want to just kind of drive it home with what Paul says in Philippians 2. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Just that in itself is how we are being a light. Grumbling and arguing is darkness. So that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars 
in the sky. And that's what it's about, shining among them that they might see the light of Christ. Jesus has given us an incredible gift, a chance to bear his light, to extinguish the darkness around us, and to give honor to our God and Father. So let's shine this week, and let's stand and sing together. There's a very real danger I'm going to start this too high, so bear with me. Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of the darkness shining. Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us. Set us free by the truth you now bring us. Shine on me. Shine on me. Shine, Jesus, shine. Fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, Spirit, blaze. Set our hearts on fire. Flow, river, flow. Flood the with grace and mercy send forth your word lord and let there be light lord i come to your awesome presence from the shadows into your radiance by the blood i may enter your brightness Search me, try me, consume all my darkness. Shine on me. Shine on me. Shine, Jesus, shine. Fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, Spirit, blaze. Set on So our likeness ever changing from glory to glory. Mirrored here, may our lives tell your story. Shine on me. Shine on me. Shine, Jesus, shine. at all, I realized. So as Kyle was preaching this morning, I was thinking about that analogy of the, the flame being put under a bushel and the idea that, you know, if we, if we cover a flame, it, it gets snuffed out. And then I thought about barbecue and my grill. And I've got vents on one side and I've got a vent on the other side. And if I want to manage the flame, I need to precariously position those vents so that the wind will blow through correctly. And I started thinking about the flames on the day of Pentecost, and there's this moment where the Spirit moves through the room. 
and it ignites this flame in the disciples, and they burn brightly. And it's not until the flame comes that they can really be who it is that God has called them to be. We all need a Savior, and we're going to sing about that this morning as we move towards our time of communion. And the Savior is the one that has kindled that, that ember inside of our hearts, and it's his Spirit that comes, and it ignites us, and it moves us, and it directs us in, in the direction we're supposed to go. It takes us from uh, these, these useless implements to something very useful. And so this morning as we sing about our Savior, I want us to keep that in mind, that it's only by his power, only by his grace, that we have been made useful. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing, lend mercy. Sorry, I'm starting it all wrong. (laughs) Everyone needs compassion. A love that's never failing, let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save, he is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures. Fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see, we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, he can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Let's uh, join in our time of communion now. Mighty to save and shine, Jesus shine. Those are good thoughts. And what we have right now, what we have right now with the Lord's Supper is an invitation to walk in the light of Jesus. It's an invitation to get out from under that bushel, that basket. It's an invitation 
to get up on the stand, the lampstand with Jesus, and to fill our life with his light. And he'll help us do that. He's given us a spirit for that. We can step out of our darkness. We can climb into his light stand and shine his light in our world. So we're going to remember Jesus now as we take part in his light. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for being the light of the world. Thank you for loving us enough to come and sacrifice to show us your light. You showed us the light, and we can step out of the darkness. And we're grateful for that. We're about to partake of some bread that reminds us of your body, the sacrifice it was to teach us. Thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. up and forgot my bread. And I do that in life too often. I forget the bread. I forget the light. If we walk in the light, John said, if we walk in the light, if we choose to walk in the light as he is in the light, we do have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus God's Son cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1 7. His blood cleanses us from all sin. Let's give thanks as we partake of this juice that reminds us of Jesus' blood. Lord God, again we come to you thankful for this invitation that we can walk in your light. And darkness won't be in us at all. You've done the work. We just turn and step into your light. Help us to think of that. And what it took with your sacrifice as we partake of this. Help us think about the blood of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Walk in the light. His blood cleanses us from all sin. Then you will, that was a great passage. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. We have a chance to give. And we can shine in a lot of different ways. Our life should be shining Jesus. But Jesus has blessed us financially, all of us. And we can use that also to shine the light of Jesus. Uh, We're in times where there are people who need help financially. And we're doing that. I don't know if it's record percentages for this church. But we're doing that. So don't forget to mail or drop off your check or set up bill pay uh, or to give online. But do continue to shine your light in every way, but especially uh, remember the people in need. Let's pray about that. Lord God, you have blessed us in so many ways. Uh, Help us to get out from under our bushel Uh, from under our basket, financially. Open our eyes to places where we can help others with physical blessings that they need. 
Thank you for the light of Jesus and our chance this morning to concentrate on that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have one more song to sing this morning. Can I ask you to stand if you're comfortable with doing that? Even though the second line says, I fall on my knees, I'm not going to ask you to fall on your knees. I stand to praise you, but I fall on my knees. My spirit is willing, but my flesh is so weak. So light the fire in my soul, fan the flame, make me whole. Lord, you know where I've been, so light the fire in my heart again. I feel your arms around me as the power of a mighty rushing wind, so like the fire in my soul, fan the flame, make me whole, Lord, you know where I've been, so like the fire in my heart again, so like the fire metaphor, this whole idea about light, uh, and what a great illustration. We understand contrast, uh, light or darkness. Uh, it's a choice, isn't it? And uh, we prefer the light. Thanks, Kyle, for the lesson this morning. I especially appreciate that verse from uh, John 1 and 5, where it talks about, and darkness can never extinguish it. Uh, we are the victors, uh, and it's a privilege to come together and worship. Uh, it's great to see all this uh, here this morning. And I love the challenge. Uh, I think uh, Kyle gave us a, a, a new byline. When you go, be slow. I'm going to be thinking about that when I go to grocery shop this week. So when you go, be slow. Uh, we have some announcements this morning. I think uh, they're going to be up on the screen here. Uh, first reminder is small groups. They're starting uh, November 1st. And uh, Don and Chris are putting those together. If you have questions, uh, see them. Uh, they wanted me to remind you. They can be in your home. Uh, they can be online. They can be here at the church building. And if you want to initiate a small group, be sure and see Chris or Don. Um, those are starting this week, so we want to encourage you to become involved. It's so hard in these times to, to be connected and to be involved, and so we want to encourage you to do that. Um, some of those uh, life groups are already in the reflections in the bulletin. You can see those there. Uh, but again, we want to encourage you to become involved. Uh, the next announcement uh, has to do with Drive Boo. That's coming this next weekend. They need more cars, so uh, be sure, see what you can do to help encourage that. Um, this is a great community outreach as well, so we want to encourage you to be involved in that. This Saturday, October 3rd, you can see that announcement there on the screen. And of course, we want to remember uh, Melanie and the Schutz family this week. I want to encourage you to find a way to